Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. In today's world, we see a big demand for HR leaders who have particular experience in emerging markets, where there's specific challenges in managing scale and driving efficiency across multiple different geographies. I'm here with Kieran Murphy, Chief HR Officer for Asia at Asturian, to discuss high-impact HR in such rapid growth markets. Hi there, Kieran. How are you? Hey, Oscar. Very well, very well indeed. Good to be speaking with you again. Why don't we start um, by just um, having you explain a little bit about yourself and your role at Asturian? Sure. Uh, so, uh, one minute on me. So, Kieran Murphy from the UK, uh, previously with Nokia, uh, where I had the joint pleasure of a number of different roles uh, across Finland, uh, Japan, Singapore, Germany, and India. I joined Asturian three, three years ago now, uh, just coming up to my anniversary. I joined on the 8th, and 8th of the 8th, an auspicious day, and uh, it stood me in good stead. So I head up HR for uh, Asurian in Asia, and in Asia that equals Asia-Pac. Uh, the Philippines is, is carved out separately um, because we have a, a different organization, organizational entity here. So in Asurian speak, it's Philippines, APAC, sales and marketing, and Japan. So that would encompass my remit here. Great. Well, let's jump straight into the question then. So. Asturian has been a, a high-growth uh, environment for the last few years. How can HR itself organize um, to succeed in such an environment? So it's probably best if I uh, run through what we've done over um, the last three years in APAC within HR because I think it describes, I mean, of course, we've had some bumps along the way, but I think it describes uh, what can be done in a rapid uh, rapid growth markets and how HR can support uh, the business in that regard. So if I describe where we've come from and where we've got to, uh, initially HR was organized uh, around each country across Asia. So we had country HR reporting into the, uh, the local CEO and we had uh, multiple different policies and processes and ways of doing things. Now, that wasn't wrong. It just wasn't uh, particularly efficient nor scalable. And so... What we did, the first action was to reorganize the HR function whereby all of HR was reporting uh, into myself based in, uh, based in Hong Kong. And then we set about agreeing what would be consistent and what would be different across the region. Of course, we have many different countries across Asia. And so having one size fits all doesn't make sense, but neither does doing everything your own way um, either. So we uh, brought the team together. Uh, we looked at how we were doing things and we took best practice as much as we could. And within a week, we kind of uh, went through a process re-engineering exercise where we agreed what we would do consistently and what we would do differently. Once we'd agreed in terms of the uh, consistent process, it took us, I would say, three months to really embed that. And then, of course, version one wasn't perfect, so we had to uh, reiterate and get it right. Uh, subsequently, then we uh, offshored a decent chunk of the work to the Philippines, which was in-house. So we have a very good team uh, within Ashurian based in the Philippines uh, of about 20 people that support uh, our business uh, across the region. And so uh, once we had a process re-engineering done, then we could write short to the Philippines. And that's been a, a great advantage for us in regards to ensuring that we've got consistent scalability and being as efficient and as, and as effective as we can be. And so uh, once we got that engine in place, then uh, effectively we were in a, a, a good position 
to be able to invest where we needed to invest. And of course, if you've got rapid growth, you need to get the best H, the best comp and bend guy you can find and the best recruitment guy you can find. And again, that's what we look to do. So we um, made sure that we focused a lot of our time and attention on getting the right recruitment process, the right comp and bend process uh, within the different countries which we were in. And it, it, it's kind of interesting, the advice I was given when I came into the role, which was ensure that you're designing for scale, which in some cases can seem a little labor intensive. Uh, you can have a situation where literally you have five people within a country and you're spending an inaudible amount of time trying to create uh, a comp policy process, a benefits, benefits policy around just five people. But when the business comes in, that five can readily you know, change and scale to 50 or 100. So making sure that you've got the processes in place, you've got the flexibility which is there that can scale, uh, you've right-shored uh, where you can to be um, economically efficient and effective, and then you're spending time up front to get the processes and the policies um, right from the start, so that when you scale, then scaling is much simpler uh, if you've got it right in the beginning. So uh, summary overview as to what we've done, and of course, having the best possible team around you um, counts for everything in a growth environment. So again, that's what we did. Thanks very much. And you mentioned um, the team aspect there. So I guess apart from the structure, which you've just outlined, tell me about the kind of, of leadership qualities it takes to actually influence in, in these markets. It's kind of interesting, right? Uh, because, I mean, that question encompasses, you know, both, you know, the HR and, you know, the business it, itself. And I think whenever you're going to work in a different market, a different country, where maybe you're not speaking the language fluently or, or in some cases at all, uh, or there is a different uh, cultural bent that you're not familiar with, there needs to be some go-to staples uh, that you apply consistently. Uh, and for me, okay, everybody's got their own soapbox. I'm a big fan of Stephen Covey. So I think, you know, going in and seek first to understand uh, rather than presume uh, as stood, I think, me and every leader in good stead uh, when going into a new market. I think in addition, if you're hiring right, you have to assume positive intent on the person you're interacting with. So even if they're telling you something you don't want to hear, even if they're telling you something which is orthogonal to what you believe is true, if you assume positive intent, your job is to work out and determine why you're being told what you're being told, and then to work out what's the best um, process going forward. Uh, and I know anybody such as yourself, Oscar, who's been in Asia for a long time, it, 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 it's just very clear one size does not fit all across Asia or across any country. So uh, one has to go in with two ears and, and listen to what you've been told and then act accordingly. Well, you've hit upon another topic I wanted to cover, which was in terms of how, how HR and the business is here in Asia. How do you then make sure that that message is aligned globally, especially when there are many different local markets in Asia? Each of them have different situations and each has their own pressures to address things in, in different ways. Yeah, that can be somewhat challenging uh, when you've got local pressures to act in a certain way and then you've got uh, global mandates. And effectively, I think you've got two different uh, two different paths, right? Path one is you hide, and you try and <laughs> you try and do as you wish, but not be discovered. And path two is open kimono. And uh, 
I think what stood us in very good stead in assuring we have a great global team based in Nashville. And what we decided to do at the outset is to um, invite with open arms. So we've had the pleasure of having the global team here frequently over in Asia uh, by being here physically, spending time on the ground, getting to know the HR team, the leaders and the business. It means what is created and what is designed globally is more likely to be relevant locally. So, you know, being open, honest and direct with the team and the global team you interact with, ensuring they have time on the ground within your, uh, your, your geography so that they have a better understanding and then making sure that you are part of the design process itself, which can be difficult in the event that 80% of the headcount is based elsewhere. For example, that it could be based in the US or Europe to try and make sure that you're, um, you're considered in that design process requires a, in some cases um, a bit of a push. But once the people have come over and I think witnessed them being part of the reality of working uh, outside of headquarters, they are more likely to be open to listen to you uh, and to involve you in the uh, design process. So uh, that would be my, my input. Well, indeed. And I think we could have an entirely separate podcast on that, on that topic alone. Why don't we end on, on the final point, which is how, how do you engage employees locally across your, your remit so that you know, they feel that they're part of a, of a larger organization? Okay, so if I double-click on the last part of what you've said in terms of how do we make our employees feel part of something bigger, it's a very interesting one because it's how do you hit the perfect tone where you have people being proud to be an assuring employee um, per se, but also proud to be part of APAC or if they're based in Malaysia, to be a Malaysian employee, uh, assuring employee. And so trying to find that perfect balance, uh, having a, a commonality, but also a difference is a, is a tall order. I, I think for me, what stands out uh, coming from the UK is you know, we are, whether if you're from uh, England, Scotland or Wales, um, that counts for something uh, when you're in the UK, uh, you'll probably have a greater affiliation towards your county and then your city. So there's a lot of local pride, uh, which, uh, as, as I think you're aware, Oscar comes out during football matches especially. Uh, <laughs> but there's less um, there's less pride in being uh, part of Great Britain. There is often more pride about one's city um, or one's country within within Great Britain. And if I compare and contrast that with, for example, in Australia where you've got, okay, you've got Sydney Siders and you've got, you know, people from, you know, from, uh, from Melbourne. And there is some friendly rivalry between the two. But when all said and done, everybody's proudly Australian. And trying to hit that pitch where there is a collective positivism, um, as well as not instead of, um, um, uh, pride in one's uh, city or one's locality. That's a tough order. Um, what we've found is that, uh, positive communication is required, and that starts from the top. If you've got a CEO or a leadership team that is uh, down-talking the, uh, the global line, that very quickly echoes and spreads. And there's a, a need and a necessity, I think, to ensure that there is an alignment in terms of message from global through the regional um, leadership team that cascades right down um, to rank and file. So. Uh, a bit of a circuitous, long-winded response, Oscar, but I hope you could follow that. <laughs> well, thanks very much, Kieran. It, it, it obviously is a, 
a tricky subject, uh, one that doesn't lend itself to a quick soundbite answer, but I do appreciate you trying. Thank you, Oscar. Thank you. Thanks very much. That was Kieran Murphy, Chief HR Officer for Asia at Asturian. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.